Hey guys and girls, welcome, welcome to, to Single to Sealed. I'm Jerry, your host, and here with me is my co-host and wife, Brianna. As members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we have dedicated this podcast to helping fellow Christians navigate the treacherous waters of dating all the way to the winding roads of marriage. All are welcome in our podcast family, and we are so excited to have you here with us. Be sure to subscribe, follow, or favorite. Let's talk. Single to Sealed on the track. My name is Jerry, I rap for the heck of it. On this fresh mic I spit, I knock you out with a crit. Don't be afraid, I may look scary, y'all adore. I teach you skills to pick up women, not socks from the floor. My flow is like a breeze, I need some nacho cheese. My vibe's coming at you like coronavirus sneeze. I aim to please, and you may freeze. It's winter season, I'll melt your knees. Alright. You're up, Bree Rabbit. He spit the truth and I speak the rhymes. Play with each other like ping pong all the time. We never skip a beat like recess after school. We talking in the streets, more like in your beats. Spilling truth about dating, finding your mating. Relations don't be hating, we ain't obligating. You to stay and keep on listening while we spitting and dropping hints and reminiscing about the days for engagement. We got good advice for you. Some tips to keep you true to the children of God that you are. And the things that you should do to find someone who will be a real boo. Hold you down and bring you through. For you know it, find yourself in the temple with the hottie. Kneeling at the altar with like your fave TikTok. Surprise, Shade! <laughs> <laughs> you were so close. You were so close. <laughs> that rap was fire though, right guys? Oh yeah. I think everyone right now is nodding their heads. What's up? Single to sealed family. Hashtag... S2S. <laughs> We're so excited to be back for another episode with you guys today. Today, like you saw in the title of the episode, we are talking about waiting on a missionary or possibly dating someone who's waiting on a missionary. So we have a couple different aspects of this topic to cover today with you guys, and we're excited to jump right in and get down to the nitty gritty. So we're going to talk about the mindset that we should have when we're pre-mission and we're going to talk about whether it's worth pursuing somebody, waiting on a missionary, and if you wait on a missionary, how should you do it? We're also going to talk about how waiting on missionaries affects missionaries. Mm-hmm. All good stuff. So let's hop right in. So the first topic that we're talking about is mindset pre-mission. So specifically, mindset pre-mission shouldn't be on a committed relationship. I think a lot of times, as soon as we turn 18, we're like, oh, it's time. It's time to be exclusively dating. It's time to get a boyfriend. It's time to jump right in and meet someone and fall in love because we've been waiting our entire lives for that magic 18, <laughs> which means we get the go ahead to exclusively date. But if you are preparing to go on a mission, this is not the time for you to find a boyfriend or a girlfriend and fall in love. If you are trying to get yourself out to that mission field, this is the time for you to take advantage of this year or however long it's going to be and focus on really growing yourself spiritually, mentally, and emotionally and digging deep, creating a relationship and building a relationship with Jesus Christ and learning the scriptures and taking full advantage of all the opportunities you have to draw closer to God. This also gives Satan an opportunity to take advantage of of us and our weakness as it pertains to the law of chastity. As as you know, it's 
probably by this age, <laughs> it's very difficult sometimes to be able to overcome temptation, especially depending on how far to that line we allow ourselves to get. And so pre-mission, we should definitely be more focused on that goal of going on the mission instead of those things. So we don't have anything that's going to keep us even from going on a mission. Like that story I told in a previous episode, I believe it was in one of our stages of dating or stages of relationship episode about the trucker, how the way he would make sure he stayed as close to the center line as possible and not to the outer edge. Same way, stay far away from that line when you're preparing to go on the mission because you don't want anything to deter you from your goal of going on that mission. And so again, this doesn't mean we can't go out and date. Like We definitely encourage you to go out and date so you can have these experience where you can have casual dating and, and learn how to be with the opposite sex. You know, just like how Brad Wilcox talked about with his uh, mission prep classes. Okay, so now we're switching gears and we're going to talk a little bit about is it worth pursuing someone who's waiting on a missionary? So I don't think there's any one size fits all type answer for this. There's no yes or no for everyone, but there is a way that you can kind of find out and test the waters and see if this person is someone you should date or not. Yeah, so first of all, you're most likely not going to know that someone you're interested in has a missionary. And of course, this would just eliminate that problem if people didn't do this at all. But we're not at that point yet. So if you find somebody and they say, you know, I don't really want to date or I'm not open to dating because I have a missionary, then this is your chance maybe to slide in there and say, hey, you know, so-and-so's not here, depending how badly you want to go on the date, or you could just, just let it go. Another situation will be if you start dating somebody and you're getting to know them a little bit and they say, you know, I have I have a missionary that is out and about in the field and I'm open to go on dating right now, but I'm still waiting for him, then that gets a little bit complicated. And so it puts you in this position where you have to figure out where their openness really is. You know, are they just going on dates to pass the time? You know, it gives you a chance to figure out how committed they actually are to the other person. And this is a time for you to have open conversations with this person as well. If you're really invested and you really, really like this person, there's no point in beating around the bush. I think it's really important honesty in a relationship from the get-go. And so you need to ask them, you know, do you see a future with us? Or is there absolutely no future because you're waiting for so-and-so? And this is when you would hope and pray that this person is going to be honest with you. And also do your own research. Talk to God pray fast, ask him if you should really pursue this person and be open to a yes or a no because God can't give you a yes or a no unless you're open to either answer. I had this very situation occur with one of my old college roommates where he was dating this girl for a while and you know it may be going really well and then at the same time as he thought things were progressing well, you know she's still writing all these sappy love letters to this missionary. So you're just like as a guy, as as a guy in this situation, you know, how, how do you feel? You're just like what where do I stand in this situation? And it's it's very complicated. And so overall, we really think that if you're going to wait that there is an appropriate way to wait so that we can avoid these situations. And so that's what we're going to talk about now. Okay, so number 1. We're not truly waiting for somebody. Let's say that you're a girl and you have a missionary that that you were dating and that missionary is out in the field. You should leave yourself open to possibilities and let yourself grow by being open to dating other people and 
progressing and learning and living life fully and making new memories. If you keep your keep your heart and mind focused on this other person that's gone and out of the way for two years, that I think that kind of puts you in a place where you can be depressed and you're missing out on a lot of opportunities of other potential people that you could possibly be meeting during those two years that they're gone. And it's very likely that while the missionary is gone, that they, their mind and heart can grow apart and they have time to think about other things besides you. And so their minds can change. I think that it's important when we're quote unquote waiting, like Jerry said, we don't actually wait because waiting gives you the idea that you're staying in the same spot, kind of sitting on a bench on Coney Island, waiting. That was a Taylor Swift reference, but... So we don't want you guys to wait. Like Jerry said, you need to grow. You need to be dating other people. You need to progress and learn and live your life fully. You need to take the bull by its horns. You need to experience life. Go on that study abroad. You know, start your college degree. Date and meet other people and make other connections. And like Jerry said, the person who's on their mission is growing also while they're on their mission. So they could come back a totally different person than the person that left you. And a lot of times I do see girls wait on guys or guys wait on girls and they come back and there's not that same chemistry or that same love that that was there before because both people did a lot of growing. And that's important to note because you don't want to spend two years or a year and a half waiting for them to come back and you to find out within a couple weeks that it was pointless. But there is the positive side that you could do all this growing and they could as well and they come back and things do work out. And in that same sense, you both have become better people in that time window. Right. And so the correct way to go about this, if you should ignore what we say and be in the completely committed relationship um, before someone goes on a mission, is you should part as friends instead of as a couple. So what that means is you can continue to support somebody spiritually in emails and letters But you're setting this expectation beforehand that these letters aren't going to be love letters. They're not going to be, I miss you so much, I wish you were here so we could kiss and all this stuff. It'd be, hey, elder or hey, sister, like, how are you doing? Tell me about your work. How's all your progress? You know, we're just having friendly conversation and keeping in touch, but you're leaving the romantic part out of it. Yes, I love that. I think that's really important. Jerry kind of drew a boundary right there when he said elder or sister. Right. He laid down that line. And I think those boundaries are important before you go on a mission for you both to agree on. You know, I'm going to call you elder or sister. I'm not going to say I love you. Um, I'm not going to talk about how much I miss holding your hand or, or those kind of things. Lay down those boundaries beforehand of literally just friends. Why? Why should you do this? Why shouldn't you be mushy? Why shouldn't you discuss your relationship while they're gone? Well, coming from two people who have been missionaries and not only been on the mission serving, but also seen things happen while we're on the mission. You need to lock your heart when you're on the mission. And it's very hard to lock your heart when someone else at home has the key and keeps unlocking your heart while you're in the field. And it's very hard to focus when anything else is going on at home that could be distracting, especially a love interest. There's a quote by Spencer W. Kimball that's very famous. That's where we get the whole locking your heart quote from. And it says, can I impress that again? Lock your hearts and leave the key at home. Wherever you live, leave the key at home with your folks. And your heart. It's the only part of it that deals with people generally that you open up. Lock your hearts. And if you haven't done so, do it now and send the key back. You will not permit any impression, no romantic thought or impression in your mind for two years or a year and a half 
You have given yourself to the Lord totally to teach the gospel to the world. When you have done this perfectly for two years and then you go home, you are infinitely more attractive, more able, more dignified, more mature to make those important decisions for your life in the matter of personages to enjoy eternity with you. Man, that's such a good quote. <laughs> and just just to feed off of what Brianna said, this is all about the people who are teaching in the mission. Like we're doing this because we're giving all of our time and attention to the Lord and to these people. And so really, that's all our mind has time to focus on. And missionaries already have plenty of struggles with separation, especially right in the beginning, because a lot of us missionaries haven't had a chance to really have much separation from families before they go on these missions. And so they're already dealing with the loss of their, their families being nearby and friends. And if, you tie, if you're tying in a romantic relationship, and especially those that were involved with physical contact in any way, you know, you know what I'm talking about, then that just makes it so much harder for them to transition to a missionary spiritual plane. The Lord is asking for those in the mission to devote themselves and dedicate themselves 100% to the mission while they're out serving. And truly, if you are someone who's waiting for a missionary and distracting them at home, you are not helping them fulfill their covenants and fulfill their mantle that they have been given and has been placed upon them as servants of the Lord who are filling Jesus Christ's shoes to call others unto Christ. This is a very important calling and it needs to be taken as such. So I want to get very upfront with you guys that if you're messing with this by distracting a missionary, that you're messing with a calling they receive directly from God. And you don't want to mess with that. You want to respect that. And you want to respect them and you want them to be able to come home and feel accomplished and feel like they were able to dedicate themselves fully to the mission. So if you are waiting for someone, respect that. Be their friend. Be their friend. It's great. But draw that line and make that boundary. Now, you may be thinking, this doesn't apply to me. You know, I can have this committed relationship and everything's going to go perfect for me. And I'm here to tell you that almost all the time, that's not the case. <laughs> Everybody knows about the Dear John letter. And when you're in the mission and you get a Dear John letter, like you really hope that you're not with your missionary companion who gets it at that time. Because I remember when I was you know, serving in leadership in the mission, just having to help missionaries cope with real depression and complete distraction, like more than you would understand. And if it's in the beginning, you know, that's one thing. I, I see, I've seen it happen in like the 22nd month of an elder's mission. Like all the way to the end, they've been writing and receiving so many gifts and letters and presents and art pieces and all this cute little stuff and they share it with all their friends and look at my girl and look at her pictures and I'm so happy to be with her and all the way to the end of the mission with his hopes and dreams and I'm going to go home and I'm going to marry this girl and boom, shattered. And just complete meltdown. It's, it's so sad to watch and it's very hard to deal with and it's definitely better that you never have to deal with something like that. And so if you're looking at your relationship right now and like, oh, I can't do this, I can't make that separation and just be friends with someone while I'm on the mission, then it's probably time to part ways. And it's better to part ways beforehand than in the mission. Like Jerry, I remember this one time when we were writing letters home or emails home in the MTC. It was like our second week there. And there were some, some new greenies that were there writing letters their first week to their family. And there was this elder and he goes, he was sitting next to me, my companion, he goes, oh my gosh, dude, 
his companion goes, what? And he goes, she just dear John me. And then he read his letter to his companion aloud and all of us heard it in that computer lab. And it was really, really sad. He was straight up crying. And as he was reading her saying like, oh, I didn't have the heart to break up with you beforehand, but I don't want to wait for you, blah, blah, blah. In that situation, the girl could have done it before the mission because now this elder is in the MTC, heartbroken, distracted, and now he's not going to have a good start to his mission of learning the language and, and being dedicated. He might even want to go home. Exactly. He might not even end up going because of something like that. And it's not like his conviction and his testimony isn't strong. It's that he's too distracted with this girl to be able to focus on what is really in front of him. And that wasn't just the girl's fault, but that was also his fault for not locking his heart and setting that boundary before he went on the mission. So it takes two. And if if you need to sit down and have a conversation with the person you're dating and make sure that you're on the same page, do it. I served as a sister training leader for a short while, and I did exchanges with some sisters towards the end of my mission. And there were some new sisters who had boyfriends. And I saw a lot of stuff where they'd be flipping through a whole scrapbook they would bring of their boyfriend on the mission. It would have like shirtless photos and photos of them kissing and all this stuff that was, in my opinion, very inappropriate for the mission, especially if you're sitting there looking at it every single night before you go to bed. So those kind of things, I think, need to be left at home. And I think if you're planning on going to mission, even as sisters, you need to draw that line and make sure that you can focus 100% on your mission. And that includes not bringing all those cutesy, romantic, lovey-dovey mementos, because this doesn't just apply to elders. This applies to sisters, too. So you can see, based on all this, like these are all answers to help us deal with us being in this situation, but we really hope to not even have to give these answers. Like the main idea of this topic is that no, we should not be waiting for missionaries. We should help missionaries realize their sacred calling. And we ourselves can say, oh, I really like this person so much, though. I like them so much. And and I just I want to be committed. Realize that it's just not that time. It's just not that time to be committed. And you're just hindering that other person by putting them in that situation. There's a quote that I read on social media by Ashley Rose Reeves. She's an Instagram influencer. Just a few days ago, she said, what is meant to be will never pass you by. And I know we don't believe in soulmates, but we are still going to end up with someone in this life. And God knows who it is. We don't, but God does. And if you're really meant to be with this person, it will not, he will not pass you by. She will not pass you by. So this is your time to grow and to not stunt yourself, especially this early in life when you're in your 20s or even 18, 19. This is your time to really find yourself and grow and not be waiting on someone who's out there growing also. Okay, so to kind of close this podcast up, I want to read a quote that I found online. It's by John Cotter from Sandy, Utah. He said, friends don't let friends date missionaries. Waiting for missionaries is a good idea, assuming you like pain. As a missionary, having someone wait for you is a great idea, assuming you like distraction and disappointment. And that is the perfect quote to wrap up this episode. I'll tell you. I know that sometimes we say things that are so hard to hear, and they're hard to hear because they're not what the carnal mind wants. And we want everything right now. And I'll tell you this that the reward from following these directions on how we can help prepare missionaries better and how we can help move forward with our life for people who go on missions is great and absolutely worth it. And 
to, to the people who are planning on going on missions, I also have this closing note for you. And that's the caliber of you as a missionary will be drastically different than somebody who's focusing on their relationship back home. And so I, I strongly encourage you to think about what's most important at this time in your life and figure out where you really want to be. So thanks again, everybody, for tuning in with us again on another awesome Single to Sealed podcast. We love having you guys with us. We love having you guys support us, and we love doing this with you. If you enjoy Single to Sealed, be sure to invite your friends to help our podcast family grow. If you haven't subscribed, followed, or favorited, be sure you do so you don't miss out on any of our great content. Thank you for joining us today as we help you move one step closer to sealing the deal. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.